The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. As you would have heard in the news headlines, Ryanair, very disappointed, they say, that nothing has been done about drone activity at Dublin Airport. Dara Brady from Ryanair says there's been inaction from government. Take a listen. We're very disappointed that it's taken four days to just convene a meeting. This activity has been happening since last Friday with passengers facing disruption on Friday, Saturday and again yesterday. And we never heard anything from Minister Ryan all weekend, despite our calls on both Saturday and yesterday. So, you know, calling for a meeting, uh, what we want to see is a clearer list of actions. What exactly is going to be done? Yeah, that was Dara Brady from Ryanair. Owen Corrie, the travel and aviation journalist with me now. Owen, what's happening? Good afternoon, Karen. Yeah, Ryanair very cranky. Aer Lingus very cranky. They lost a couple of flights. The holiday company TUI also had a flight diverted um, last night. So we we have three days um, of drone disruption in Dublin Airport in the last week. Two of them have been since the, this morning put down to actual drone sightings. There's it's unclear whether there was a drone involved in the third, but this has been going on um, for a little while and hasn't always made the media with four incidents last month, Karen. Quite clearly, um, we are in a situation where the airport can be severely disrupted almost at a whim by someone with a drone or somebody who has sighted a drone uh, to, close to anywhere in the airport campus. Obviously, the um, airport aviation safety is first. Any even suggestion of a drone sighting means that they shut down. They have been very good at getting it ramped up again, 30, 40 minutes, but there have been flights, uh, inbound flights diverted and outbound flights delayed. Uh, and I mean, do we know, for instance, how often it is just a case of somebody sighting a drone in the distance or how often this is, you know, a targeted conscious attempt by somebody to disrupt flights in the airport? The real problem here is that there isn't a way of distinguishing. Okay. We have uh, international precedents where people have, uh, airports have been seriously disrupted, most spectacularly four years ago over after Christmas. Gatwick listeners will remember that. And there were no photographs, no sort of images of the drone and big questions afterwards. Was it a bird? Was it a black plastic bag? That sort of thing. But really is slightly deflection away from the main uh, subject here is that drones can bring huge disruption to major international airports such as Dublin. It is one of the major international European airports and there isn't a plan, there isn't a coherent way of preventing this. Uh, we have uh, drone detection or drone, drone prevention systems in, uh, in, installed in uh, Gatwick and Heathrow and Charles de Gaulle and play airports like that but they're expensive and we're very early in the cycle of preventing drones causing um, causing disruption. I mean, the Israelis are selling a very uh, advanced system and there are other alternatives mm. on the market and the security market. They're, but we're, we're so early in the game of preventing uh, drone, dis, you know, just a drone taking off and floating around an airport perimeter versus a drone bringing a, a hostile, um, a, a, an attack by a drone. Yeah. It's, they're completely different games and we're very early in the cycle of preventing uh, a drone's taking off within the five kilometre legal radius of the airport. Well, Colin Burke is with us as well. Colin is a Fine Gael TD, of course. Uh, Colin, or Colin Brophy, rather. Uh, Colin, what should happen? I, I would agree with a lot of what's been said, actually, uh, there by own. The first thing I believe that should happen is there should be a liability placed on the Dublin Airport Authority and, uh, to 
to have a, a system in place that works. Um, if it costs, that is a cost of business, then they must do it. And if they have a situation where they're not willing to act and act legally, and by the way, I don't think having a meeting three days later with the minister is a definition of acting. That's, that's still doing nothing. Then there must be a cost, I believe, placed on them whereby airlines can recoup losses and whereby possibly passengers can recoup losses. Because we know from experience the DAA doesn't do things well. It does things usually only when it is dragged, screaming and kicking to do them. And we've seen that with the way the luggage situation, with the way the airport reopened, with the queues, with the hassle. So when we come to the drone situation, my, my faith in them is very little. And I believe that the best thing we can do is we can look as to how we can regulate so as that if they continue to not deal with this problem, that there's going to be an actual cost to them for doing that. If we don't do that, mm. well, then I believe they'll continue well, on with what they have at the moment. Well, what are the DAA meant to do, given what Owen just told us, that you know the technology is very primitive in terms of stopping uh, somebody the, the launching a drone from their back garden in Port Marnock? No, no, but the technology is, uh, is at early stage, but it's still there is technology there. And there is I'm sure a suite of measures which can be looked at. A lot of these cost money, and that's the reality of it. Is they cost money, so the DAA don't want to do them. And I think what we need to do is tip that balance, whereby not doing anything will cost the DAA money. And they need to go and they need to look and they need to see what the technological solutions that are out there, that are working in other places, that have been installed, as they think, they think that all the relations, you know, post Gatwick and its problems, and see if basically there is any form of solution, and if there is a form of solution out there, even if it's not 100% perfect, then they should put that in place. Because we're an island nation. Now, what do we want? Do we want to get to Patrick's weekend and have the same thing happen again? Do we want to have a situation where we end mm. up as a laughing stock, as a country that is literally closed down overnight by a couple of heads of balls with a drone? That is just not acceptable. And the economic implications for our hospitality sector and for okay. our, our long well, are just too great to allow the DAA away with it. Well, Colin, you stay on the line, if you don't mind, because I want to introduce Graham McQueen from the DAA. Uh, Graham, I guess you heard it there. You're not acting with urgency. The onus is on you to put in place the technology. There should be a financial burden placed in the DAA to do all of this and a financial penalty if you don't. And in general, you don't do things well. Yeah, I think there was a lot of loose talk there. I think there's a lot of misinformation uh, by your, uh, in terms of what your previous caller has just said there. First things first, we do have a drone detection system in place at Dublin Airport, and that system worked over the last four days to detect drones when they came into the area around Dublin Airport. The other thing I would add just to what Owen said is that we were able to get to grips with the situation pretty quickly on Friday you were talking plane stop for a period of 10 minutes, uh, 30 minutes on, on Saturday and 40 minutes yesterday uh, when after the, the, the attack had been uh, located. Um, so we've reacted quickly there, I think, in terms of saying we don't do things well. I, I think that's a pretty cheap shot, to be honest. Um, I think uh, what we're looking at now is, is certainly what happened at the weekend. Can we learn from it? Um, absolutely we can. I think the other uh, thing that's came up there is, yes, this is new technology and we're always looking for the best practice as to what we should have at Dublin. I think we're no different to any other airport in the country, any other airport in Europe for that matter, uh, looking to see how we how we make things better to make sure that attacks like this have minimal impact on, on an international airport.
Uh, is there technology? I know uh, uh, Owen mentioned kind of Israeli technology that's still in its early days that, uh, you know, might be more interventionist and more robust. I mean, is, is there technology like that being used in other airports? Well, the system that we have at the moment uh, is such that if you fly a drone anywhere around Dublin Airport, we would get an alert that that, that, that drone is, is either about to take off or is in the sky. So just because we have paused flights for a period of time, it doesn't mean that the drone is over the runway, for example. It's just that it's in the vicinity. Mm. It's perhaps been picked up by the system or a pilot has spotted one coming in. We take safety it's the number one thing that we look after. We've got to keep people safe. So if there's any doubt as to a drone being in the vicinity, a bit like having birds or animals around, around the runways as well, we've got to put the safety of our passengers first. That's yeah. what we did at the weekend. And thankfully, we were able to take that, uh, make that dis- disruption and, as little as possible. And what do you say then to Colm's suggestion that uh, in situations like that, the DAA should be paying compensation to passengers and airlines? I think my answer to that would be that uh, if you look at Ryanair's comments, for example, over the last few days, they are never shy in criticising DAA when we're at fault. They're not blaming us at the moment, so I think that speaks for itself. Um, but look, I think we, we're, we have a, all have a vested interest here in making sure that these attacks become, they don't happen, to make sure that, that, that flights don't have to be grounded uh, and that there's no disruption for passengers. Uh, Colm, can I go back to you? I mean, it was a fair point to suggest that, you know, the airport running and running smoothly is in the national interest. Given that, surely this is an issue for government to solve, not the DAA on their own. Well, no, the administration and operation of the airport is an issue for the DAA. And you have to either look at it as the DAA spokesperson there does the usual DAA thing of saying, look, we're doing the best we can, we're doing the job, and we're happy with what we're doing. I think if you're a passenger and you're in Dublin Airport over a busy weekend and you're facing a situation whereby you're having your flight either postponed or delayed, you're having a disruption to your travel, it's not acceptable. Mm. And when airlines do that, and um, there is a rightfully a clamour, when people like Ryanair do it, there's rightfully a very loud clamour or a lingus. But the DAA get away with providing a level of service, I believe, which is just not acceptable. There are other airports... Like In general? Are we talking uh, more than drones well, now? We're, no, we're, we're talking, well, well, I think the DAA's level of service since COVID has been very, very patchy on a, on a number of levels. Well, I'll tell you, have, what, I have to go back to Graham have, on that, but have, before I do, have, give me an example. Just give me a couple of examples. Just look at what we faced with, with luggage. Just look at what we faced with uh, in terms of queues. Just look at how they have, and I will acknowledge this, they put in place an awful lot of uh, processes to try and improve that and bring that back up uh, to a normal standard. But the thing is, they had to be doing that after pressure was applied. What I'd like to see is a far more proactive management from the DAA in terms of looking to see if they can be implementing best practice before you end up in a public situation where, as a result of radio shows like yours, they decide that they will respond and implement better performance. Okay, Graham, quite a few accusations thrown in your direction there. I'll I'll let you respond. Yeah, look, I think the cheap shots keep on coming there. Unfortunately, again, though, they come from a position of misinformation. Again, he's referencing uh, baggage there. Baggage is looked after by airlines and handling companies and not DAA. So to, to, if, if, if he's accusing us of getting that wrong, I think he needs to clear himself up on how an airport works. Um, I think in terms of Dublin Airport, last year, Luke, last year we carried 28.1 million passengers. Um, I think we're a growing airport. 
we are fully focused on making Dublin Airport one of the best airports in the world for, for customer service. That's our focus. Where we where we needed to be last year in the face of an unprecedented bounce back in international travel? No, we weren't. I think we've rectified that a lot over the last six to nine months, and that will continue over the months ahead. Graham McQueen from the DAA, Colin Brophy, Finnegale TD, and Owen Corey, the travel and aviation journalist. Thank you all very much uh, for joining me. Drones should be banned completely, except for legitimate businesses, says one of our listeners. Childish to- toys that are dangerous and should be withdrawn from the shelves. Phil says, Kieran, is it really the job of the government to tackle drone flying at the airport? Let Ryanair pay for a private security firm to find the drones, track down the perpetrators, and then let the authorities deal with the record. Annoyed listener, Phil, I, I, I get your annoyance, but what you're suggesting is that Ryanair would have a private police force that could be roving around the uh, housing estates of Port Marnock rounding people up and punishing them I'm I'm not sure that's a society I want to live in uh, Phil but thank you for the suggestion uh, nonetheless I welcome our new overlord O'Leary The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.